So Shelly, this episode is kind of a holiday wrap-up, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. Tying a bow on it, so to speak. Yep. You know, like just like a little Christmas gift. But also, we wanted to talk about some of the things that have been going on while we were taking our break. Yes. There was some news items. We have newsworthy items. We have a foam pod. We roast a troll. We have a he said what. Oh, my gosh. We just throw it all in here. This it's, is a mixed bag yeah, of gifts. It is, it is a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you enjoy that. It is coming right up. Stay tuned. We are supported by new dating app. Hey, listeners, raise your hand if you think dating after Mormonism is difficult. Probably 95% of our listeners are raising their hands right now. (laughs) You know, it's hard meeting someone and having to explain your whole wacky Mormon upbringing. Oh, we went through this. And since your faith transition, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Oh, that is challenging. Mm -hmm. Check out New. It's an ex-Mormon dating app available for download on both Android and iPhone. Are you ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your story? I know I am. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, too late. (laughs) (laughs) Visit newdating.app and learn more. That's newdating.app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her fucking life. (laughs) You just keep trying to change it up. It's 2020 and you're still just trying to change it up. Well, that's because we are not changing it, so I can at least change, like, the inflection and stuff. Okay. So are you still trying to figure your shit out in 2020? Girl, I've got this. Girl. Got Um, it all figured out. We haven't introduced ourselves. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Glad to be here, everybody. I still feel a little rusty. Um, yeah, same. This is actually our first podcast that we are recording in 2020. That's true. We this had to come um, out mid-January, but we're actually recording this podcast. I think this comes out the second weekend. Yeah, that's mid-January. Is it? Mid is like halfway, which is the second week. Am I right? Oh my God, Mary's getting out her phone to, to check <laughs> Let me get on me. My protractor out. Mid means after two weeks. <laughs> this comes out the eleventh. That's mid. <laughs> it's not beginning. At 8 PM. It's not for end. those of you who listen on Sundays. Did you know it comes out Saturday evening? Why are you telling them this? Because why not? Why because can't people be in the know? Why are you hoarding information? Because if people would subscribe, they would know. Then that. they would know. Because I use Apple iTunes for podcasting. And it's really convenient. Once you subscribe to a podcast, you get notifications. Yep. Or as soon as you log into your podcast app, it populates the newest ones of your subscriptions. Uh, so I don't know how the other ones work because I haven't spent that much time on the other podcast apps. Gotcha. But I find that super handy. So I always know it's the latest thing. See, that makes me kind of nervous because now I'm envisioning new listeners coming aboard, subscribing, and then just seeing the newest episode and just listening without listening from the beginning. You know how I feel about this. I know. Listen You're from episode one. I am because the story <laughs> builds. Anyway, one thing we learned last year was that we don't want to fill up our entire first part of the episode with banter. <laughs> and we're really crushing that. We are. But you know what? This is kind of an episode of banter. I got to <laughs> say. It? Yeah, is because it? we're doing what we're calling a holiday wrap up. Yes. Even though this is mid- January or the 11th, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we took a break. The first third of first January. Third. It's the first third of January. <laughs> Jesus. We took a break from basically Thanksgiving through the end of the year of 2019. But so much happened. Yeah, that's that, true. Like, I couldn't, in good conscience, conscious? Conscience. Conscience. <laughs> that's it. Conscious. Conscience. I couldn't consciously, in good conscience, Okay. Um, not go back and review the time that we missed. Yeah, so holiday and review. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you want to start? Let's do it. Well, what's the first thing on your list? First thing on my list. I have a badass list, by the way. First thing <laughs> is we uh, partnered with Apostate Coffee. Mm. That probably happened before we took our break, but oh, it I just for sure wanted to remind did. people. Well, we were talking about it a lot before the break. Have okay. you forgotten? Do you have, like, amnesia? Mm-hmm. I have holiday amnesia. Okay. Um, and just a reminder that the $20 new patrons... Mm-hmm. Actually, all of our $20 patrons. But as you sign up, if you become a $20 patron, we will send you your first bag of lesbian coffee blend from Apostate Coffee for free. Yeah, I guess saying new patrons at the $20 level is accurate because theoretically, everyone who has been at the $20 level should already have their bag of coffee. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
(laughs) If you haven't received it and you've been a $20 patron uh, or above, let us know. Don't lie to us. (laughs) <laughs> you like to get another freebie? <laughs> honor system. We, we, yeah, honor system. We know. We are you know. kidding? Ex-Mormons are so full of guilt and shame. Yeah, they, they would never, never lie. That's a try good point. to cheat us on that. <laughs> so I want to now read a story. Actually, Mary, I'm going to have you read the story. Okay. This, my voice is a little dry. Is it? How no. about that you forgot your laptop and it's <laughs> located there? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, this is a fantastic, kind of like Tender Mercy Christmas Miracle uh, story having to do with the lesbian coffee. Blend. blend. Lesbian blend. And we had recorded a video of this letter being read. Uh, so if you are on our Facebook discussion pages, et cetera, you've probably heard it. But, you know, we have a lot of listeners who don't join us on Facebook for whatever reason. I wish so. they would. <laughs> so we're going to read it here yeah. for you all. This is from Melody Joy, a listener. Uh, talking about sending lesbian blend coffee to her sister. Okay, so uh, Melody says, Her sister lives in the boonies on the outskirts of a tiny, very Mormon town. Her package of lesbian blend arrived just in time to beat the blizzard that arrived the day before Thanksgiving. Don't believe that old post office motto, sometimes rain, snow, sleet, and dark of night are too much for even the most hardy delivery person. When the snow finally melted enough so the local post office could reopen five days later, the farm roads were still too muddy for the big trucks to get through. Man, blizzardy. Blizzardy. My sister, dying to know what was in her surprise package because I wouldn't tell her, managed to find enough solid ground to get through the perimeter gate and out to the main road. When she walked into the post office, the CTR ring-wearing clerk (laughs) gave her a bit of side-eye reached behind the counter for her package, handed it to her, and snarked, We've been wondering when you would be in to pick this up. My sister, puzzled by the attitude, looked at the box. Slapped all over it was apostate coffee-branded ceiling tape. (laughs) It's awesome. She busted out laughing with glee because she is a bona fide coffee fiend and was heading for town to buy more coffee because she was flat out. So I think this is a tender mercy. I would say. I would say so. Yeah. And because the packaging was so unexpected and clearly making the clerks twitchy, (laughs) she didn't say anything because she was laughing too hard, just waved goodbye and ran out to the Jeep to show her roommate their new treasure. They were so excited that they opened the box up while they were sitting in the parking lot just to make sure it was actually coffee. No point in buying crap grocery store coffee if there's good stuff already in hand. No point. You know, that's what I say all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my motto. Mm -hmm. That's when the next surprise hit. Lesbian blend right on the bag. (laughs) She had to do a triple take. Then her partner had to do a triple take as well. They laughed for 10 more minutes before they could safely drive to finish their errands, which they had to hurry up to do because they wanted to get home and try their new coffee. Final surprise. They verify Mary and Shelley's endorsement. Lesbian blend is fabulous, especially when you add a dollop of eggnog mm -hmm, Mm. or some brandy. Yum. yum, Or some hot cocoa mix. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or all of the above. There it is. Yeah. There you have it. Y'all hit a home run. You may need to start a coffee subscription service, LOL. That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Melody Joy. Yeah, thank that you for that wonderful fantastic. Christmas story. I love it. I yeah. Love it. And um, has Apostate Coffee done any kind of subscription? Thing? I don't know yet, but apostatecoffee.com. Get on it. Get on it. Check them out. <laughs> give them a review. Yeah, it seems like it would be easy to just like subscribe and save, kind of yeah, like Amazon uh, or something similar. They are still taking off. Yep, getting off the ground there. So we got to help them out. And if you would like to try Lesbian Blend, go to apostatecoffee.com. And they have a podcast. They do. That's pretty cool. And they're charting on the religion list. They are. On, we love uh, to support Apple. our ex-Mormon friends who were doing businessy shit. Mm-hmm. Love job. that. Love that so much. Instead of visiting teaching, they're doing businessy shit. So yeah. Sure. That's go. a better use of everyone's time. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Visiting teaching is dumb. Visiting teaching is annoying as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put it lightly. <laughs> okay. I am so excited about today's He Said What. 
<laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It's actually a she said what. <laughs> but I seriously, like you guys. <laughs> yeah. I just, you're just going to have to hear it. So should we, do we do we say cue music on this or did we? Do, yeah. It's remember, been a while. Yeah. Cue music and then on three. Yeah, but it's a she said what, not a he well, said Well, we'll what. have to do that. We record that. Okay. Every time. You're right. <laughs> been a while. Okay, are you ready? It keeps it fresh. It does. <laughs> I am ready. Okay. On three? Or are you going to say cue music? On three. I think we do on three on this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I say cue music, that's when you insert a musical thing. I don't think we need cue music. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I say you say on three. <laughs> All right, let's do it on three. Okay, go. One, two, three. She said Oh, we haven't lost our mojo. That's pretty <laughs> it took fucking us like good. Twenty minutes to figure out how to yeah, do that. Sorry, though. listeners, we're getting back in the swing of things. Please be patient. Yeah. So today's she said what <laughs> is courtesy of my very own mother. Mm, 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 <laughs> mm. Oh, you guys, Catherine. If for some reason you ever listen, we do actually adore you. You just say some <laughs> crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> so during the holiday season, she was watching. Uh, the 700 Club, as you do, mm-hmm. if you're her, mm-hmm. or other evangelicals. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know, the 700 Club is is put on by Pat, Pat Robertson. Robertson. He's like mm-hmm. a super TV evangelist. 700 yeah. Club's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, I think that— Taking people's money and preaching sin. Oh, for sure. Yeah. TV evangelism, I think, is not as popular as it was maybe in the 80s and maybe in the early 90s or I something. I think the, was it Tammy Faye Baker and what's yeah, his name? Jim Tana. and Tammy, yeah. Jerry Falwell, Jimmy Swagger. I mean, there's a there was a handful yeah. of TV evangelists. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pat Robertson is still on the 700 Club, as mm-hmm. far as I know. I haven't watched the show in a long time. And he has co-hosts. Well, one of the co-hosts, and I think this is a segment they do with every episode. Mm. They do this prayer thing. Yep. And... God reveals to them various uh, miracles and healings. Mm. Yeah. So there was um, a healing announced on this particular show my mother was watching of someone's taste buds (laughs) 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 getting healed. Mm. (laughs) Because, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, sure. God heals taste buds. Yep. When your taste buds are faulty. Mm -hmm. It's a medical diagnosis. It is. Pretty sure. Faulty taste buds. (laughs) So she claimed this uh, testimony for her own. She mm. claimed it. And sure as shit, she tasted um, an avocado, <laughs> which is a funny one to experiment with. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, she could taste it just fine after that, which is more than most of us can say about avocados. <laughs> <laughs> so healed of um, her taste bud malady, whatever was going on there. And she said this reminded her was similar to the time that she was instantly cured of athlete's foot. <laughs> So there you have it. That's what God was up to over the holidays. Uh, God was busy because, you know, nothing is more important than an 88-year-old woman regaining her sense of taste so she can enjoy an avocado. Like, fuck the starving kids. Yeah. yeah. God ain't got no time for that. But. Yeah, maybe send some avocados over to the starving kids. You know, that's just <laughs> Let what them I'm taste them. <laughs> yeah. Or just get them in your stomach. It doesn't even matter if you taste them at that point. Yes. Did anyone else have any um, healing holiday (laughs) miracles that they would like to share? Anybody else's taste buds faulty? Is that a thing? Share with us stories of God um, being very (laughs) (laughs) small-minded. Yeah. Isn't it related to sense of smell? Maybe her sense of smell has been weird. Maybe that's really what was cured. I don't, I don't know. Nothing was cured, Mary. God. <laughs> and if it was, if God chose, instead of like maybe helping out with the fires in Australia or uh-huh. doing something about human trafficking. Sure, sure. He's like, oh, that old Catherine needs to taste for a couple more years until she, she gives in oh, the ghost. wow. I was trying to say it nicely. Gives in the ghost. Well, she's 80-something. 80 Nine? 88? 88, I think. I mean, let's be honest. And I don't mean this in like an offensive way. She's not going to be around for another 80 years. True. So God is (laughs) deciding (laughs) to help her taste avocados. Sure. When there's like some serious world shit going on. 
Yeah, well, the last time Pat Robertson prayed a hurricane off of the coast of Virginia and it oh. hit North Carolina instead, I said, wow, God doesn't really give a shit about North Carolinians, does he? Mm-hmm. So she didn't like that response. She thought I was snarky. Oh. She didn't like my attitude. She, like, she doesn't like, I don't like your honesty. your tone, young mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She also, um, God told her to cheer for a different team, uh, you know, in a oh, Super yeah. Bowl. We told yeah. that story before, but mm-hmm. yeah. So That's she's, always a good she's one. like, her she and God, God, she and, she she and God Jesus. have a great way of like communicating doing frivolous shit together (laughs) (laughs) she worships the frivolous shit god (laughs) i want a t-shirt worshiping the frivolous shit god since 1972 or whenever it was and whenever yeah whenever she found that particular Jesus. Yeah. Well, okay. That was uh, really special. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for all the laughs and the horror. Yeah. Mom, yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. Oh, the other thing, I just want to add one more thing. Now she has enough faith based on the taste buds miracle to pray for the true desire of her heart. What do you think that is, Mary? Which she didn't elaborate mm-hmm. on. I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. I, why didn't you ask her more <laughs> about the athlete's foot? Like, that's just fascinating. <laughs> I can, I can only imagine. Well, my sister and I have our theories about the true desire of our heart is that we will come back to Jesus. My sister and I. Well, I don't know if that's happening because you, you'd have to not be gay for her Jesus to accept you. Right, right. Yeah, her Jesus has a lot of rules. Well, I'm sure. not willing to let those underboobs go without a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jesus? Yeah, but by wrestle? Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's so girly with his long hair and robes. <laughs> Are you saying girlies people aren't uh, strong? I'm actually referring to a quote um, that I posted on Facebook today about in 1972, I think it was, the current presiding bishop was basically saying in a general conference talk that when men dress like women and women dress like men, that makes gays. Right. Who said that again? <laughs> uh, I'll have to look up, the, look up the name. It's on my Facebook page. But it was the general presiding bishop in 1972, I think it was. Well, you know what that warrants. Hmm. Three, two, one. He said what? Was that a double he said what? It was a double. Well, it was a she and then a he. Oh, okay. Okay. So a single of each. All right, we have just crushed that segment today. (laughs) People are like, stop We destroyed it. We We destroyed it, actually. We did. All right, so what is next? News? So, yeah, there were a couple of, well, there was a lot, but two newsworthy items that I wanted to talk about. One of them just came out today, actually, and this was cracking me up because Mormons, come on, guys. So everyone, I think, probably has heard of or knows about these huge wildfires going on in Australia. And it's like wrecking millions of acres, animals. Like, it's horrible. The worst forest fires they've seen in, like, forever. Okay. Okay. Um, I have actually a friend that I was on her podcast. She interviewed me. She's like, there's just smoke everywhere in the sky. And she's nowhere near the fires. I mean, it's it's that bad. I bet. So, LDS Living Magazine. That sounds like a good read. Oh, God. <laughs> Riveting. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah, I don't look at the pictures. I just read it, you know, for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's best. That's Actually, best. I would just avoid it altogether. Okay. <laughs> pictures and articles. <laughs> uh, so, here's this headline. <clears throat> the Pacific Area Presidency. So, what that is is... The Mormon presidency in the Pacific area. I know that should make logical sense, okay. but there's like um, groups of men, obviously, who preside because that's what you do when you're a man and you're Mormon in different <clears throat> areas of the world. So this is the Pacific area presidency. Okay, but they still report up into Nelson. Of course. Okay, he's still God. like the overarching yeah, president, the overlord, oh, Mormon sure. overlord. Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> That was a that shitty was a echo. very bad echo. <laughs> Maybe Dan can help that no, out. No, leave it, Dan. That sucks so much ass. Okay. <clears throat> the Pacific Area Presidency has invited local members to join in a national fast. Oh. Due to drought and more than 100 wildfires burning in the area. <laughs> so their solution is, we'll just tell them. Don't eat anything. Yeah, don't eat anything and just pray. <laughs> okay. But then I was thinking, gosh, if they could only find some way to have like some money to help huh. out. Mormon church needs money. Yeah, yeah. we should send them some money because yeah, they, they don't have yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just imagine if there was some way they could get a hold of like $100 billion. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think they have access to no, that. No, that no. would be, yeah, mm-hmm. Wow, that would that would do some great that things. That would though. do some some good. Yeah, too um, bad they because can't. Because just going hungry and praying is, doesn't really squelch 
fires. Mm, yeah, it doesn't really put the fires out. Too bad they can't get their hands on that kind of money. I it wonder. Too um, bad. I hope they figure that out. That actually takes me into the next news article. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Here is a headline from the Washington Post, and I think by now every ex-Mormon has heard of this. Mormon Church has misled members on 100 billion (laughs) tax-exempt investment fund, whistleblower alleges. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And as you go more and more into this, this is not they allege, like this is legit. We're not going to yeah. go all the way no, through this because this, this story is, been, is yeah, probably what, a been month old. Down, but the reason that I wanted to bring this story up is, A, they have all this money sitting there doing jack shit. They make more money on the interest on oh, yeah. their 100 billion than they make in people giving tithing. In other words, they don't need your money right. anymore, but right. they still tell you to send it in. Yeah. Send in your tithing before you eat, before you have a place to live. Mm-hmm. Um medical bills. No, 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 no. You pay your fucking tithing first because apparently 100 billion dollars stockpiled just isn't enough. No. And I'm talking about like cash, not all the fucking expensive multi-million dollar temples all over the world and how they own a portion of Florida and all the malls and, you know. Are you sure it's not in Bitcoin? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so this brings me to, as much as I hate to roast a family troll, I might (laughs) today have to roast a family troll. Do Mm -hmm. we still have the music to that? Yeah. Well then, cue music. Okay, today's troll that we are roasting is a brother of mine. I have three (laughs) older brothers. This is one of them. This must be the roast the family episode. (laughs) I mean, he's really the only one I'm going to roast if I'm looking at it. Yeah, but I roasted my mother Oh, shit, you sure did. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and roast a brother of mine. Okay, let's do it. So my ex-husband posted on Facebook about, uh, it's this article that says, Georgia Church pays off 10 grand in Walmart layaway just in time for Christmas. And about how cool that was that a Georgia church had extra money, and so they paid off people's like Christmas gifts wow. that they had put on layaway. Wait a minute, this was an LDS church? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God, no. No. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Fuck no. This is a Georgia church, not a Georgia LDS church. Although they do have Mormons in Georgia. Yeah, I like they don't to call pay off people's, people's Christmas gifts. <laughs> Jormans. <laughs> anyway, so he posts this. <laughs> Glad I could provide a chuckle mm-hmm. for you today. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is a fun read because um, Brent has a lot of his family chiming in about how great the Mormon church is. And of course— So wait, who posted the thing about the Georgia church? Brent, my okay. ex-husband, okay. Brent. And so then his brother chimes in with how great the vending machine campaign is that the church has. What? (laughs) You can go to a vending machine and put some money in and then push a button like send a goat to blah, blah, blah. Send chickens to blah, blah, blah. But in the fine print, it says something to the effect of like all money becomes property of the LDS church. So the LDS church with their $100 billion, they're not doing anything with that money. They're They're asking asking you you to go to their vending machines (laughs) and give them more money that they can likely just fucking stockpile. Cool, bro. Thanks for bringing up the vending machines. I would love if someone did research on how many people use these vending machines and how many goats and whatnot are actually sent to people in need. I would love to see those Well, the Mormon church will brag that they gave, I think it was $40 million in uh, charitable blah 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 (laughs) over the last, I don't know how long. But $40 million is like— Yeah, we should do the math on that. less than the widow's might. (laughs) The widow's might— is that Bible talk right now? Yeah, that's that's where um, <laughs> there's this widow who has nothing, but she gives one mite to Jesus or whatever. I'm probably as saying. in a bug. <laughs> no, <laughs> is it a type of currency? It's a type of currency, <laughs> okay. and it's small, but it's all she had, and she gives it right, mm-hmm. and and she's blessed. Sure, but yeah. then the rest of the story is that this rich king comes by, and he has this chariot full of like gold and silver and all this that's stuff. That's safe and he, to travel with. It is, mm-hmm. and he gives that. That to the poor and hungry. And Jesus is like, well, who gave the most? Oh, I see. And it was the widow because Because she didn't have much, but she gave all that she had. Okay, I see. So she gave like 98% of whatever she had, and then the king gave, I don't know, 5% or something. Yeah, the king gave a lot more than she did, but according to what he had, he didn't give shit. Yeah, I get it. Like he didn't, it it didn't hurt him to give anything. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. So I found this. It says the church's combined assets 
and real estate properties are worth an estimated $40 billion. Well, now wow. we know that it's $100 billion of cash. This was came up before. Oh, okay. It owns at least $32 billion in U.S. stock market holdings. Damn. It receives an estimated $8 billion in global tithing annually. Wow. Okay, so you got $40 billion in property and assets, mm-hmm. $32 billion in stock market holdings, which, you know, churches, yeah, for sure. Oh, by the way, this is all tax-free <laughs> money. They don't pay taxes. Right, yeah. because they're a church. Yeah. <laughs> and also they get $8 billion annually from tithing. Okay. So 40 plus 32 plus 8, that's $80 billion. Mm-hmm. We now know that it's more than that. Right. Dallin H. Oaks— Dallin Asshat Oaks, as we know, who is mm-hmm. second in line, has stated that the church spends $40 million on average Ooh. annually on humanitarian and welfare efforts. $40 million. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, wait, that's only 0.05% of the <laughs> annual tithing income. Wow. So, hey, hey Mormons, go ahead and stop braggity bragging about what your church does. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just just throwing that out there. Yeah. Like, understand that when you go write your big old tithing check, it's not doing much of anything except for sitting there when it could be helping people. So, the reason that I bring this up, we're still going to roast a troll. Oh, Um, because of this Georgia church that paid the Walmart. What they pay again? The layaway. Layaway for Christmas. So, no one had to pay their, you know. Got it. So next, my brother, the one that we're roasting, chimes in and says, we're all family here. Stop complaining and find something productive to do with your time. Seriously, it's getting old. (laughs) Just because there's a conversation going on between myself and Brent and another one of my brothers and some of Brent's family. And it was actually, no one was fighting. We were just pointing out things, Mm -hmm. right? And then my other brother's got to jump in and be like, stop complaining and find something productive to do with your time. It's getting old. And then I replied (laughs) to him, what are you talking about? We're just having a conversation. Sure. And then it was right after that when it became made public about the $100 billion the church has sitting there just gaining mold. Wow, this was good timing. Perfect timing. Even Brent was like, oh my God, talk about timing. So I go, here's a fun read or not so fun depending on where you stand. If you aren't ready for it, maybe save the article for later. And then I posted the article about the $100 billion. And I said, the Mormon church is stockpiling your tithing money in preparation for the second coming. Like, that was their excuse. That was what they said. Oh, I know. They didn't deny. They didn't say, we don't have that money. They said, oh, it's for purposes that will be made known. Well, you know, Missouri is a really expensive place to live. (laughs) And Jesus is going to need some billions. I think the median income in Missouri is like 60000 maybe. (laughs) I mean, I think Jesus in Missouri is going to be okay. Not to mention, like, can't he work miracles and shit? Um, you know, a couple, he can turn loaves and fishes into like a feast and turn water into wine. You know what else would make a feast? And he can walk on the Mississippi. What? A hundred billion (laughs) dollars. That would be a great feast. Literally, the Mormon church with that money could fix. Hunger? Hunger. Oh, yeah. Fix it. Like, like done. Like, it's fixed. Like, we fixed this. Mm -hmm. We've made farms. We've, like, we fixed this. How many more people would want to be Mormons if that happened? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That'd be amazing. I think everyone would want to be Mormon. If suddenly Mormon's church was like, okay, guys, we did it. We have $100 billion. We are fixing hunger. Yeah. And now that we're fixing hunger, we really need more members to put in your tithing. Like, look at the good shit we're doing. Everyone would be Mormon. But no, we don't want to, like, let go of our money. Because $100 billion, Jesus needs that. Yeah. So we're going to continue roasting my brother, the troll. All righty. So I pointed out more facts about what the church is holding on to and how that could help people. And then Troll Brother responds, we get it already. You hate the church. Let it go. Like I said before, find something constructive to do with your time and energy. Be a force for good instead of posting every anti-Mormon article you can find. Tearing Why? other people when it's down. it's so fun. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Tearing other people down doesn't lift anybody up. Mm, okay. So, that, you know, I wouldn't put the Mormon church in a people category. No. Like they're an institution. Yeah. Yeah, yes, they're a no, money-grubbing institution. Right. It's a little different. It's not like you're going after a person, although no. we've, we've done that I mean, that I'll too. go after the leaders of the church. <laughs> Hell yeah, I will. Uh-huh. But like the normal norm, whatever, you're, mm-hmm. you're stuck in this institution. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, we feel sorry for those people. Yeah. We want them to leave. Yeah. So then I had to reply to the troll. And by the way, this is the first time I've heard from this brother troll since I came out of the closet to my family in a family group wow. uh, two years ago. And his response was, 
wow, that's a lot for me to take in. So he's a really supportive guy. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Which kind of sucks because he and I were really close. Growing up? Yeah. Oh, that's um, And when he lived out here, we were really close. Oh, I'm sorry. But, you know, he's a bigot and he's brainwashed. I don't yeah. know what else to say about that. Yeah, I don't know either. So then I replied to him, I'm standing for truth and righteousness. I couldn't help it. I just had to. <laughs> you had to yeah, get in there. And- I did. Mm-hmm. And I won't let abuse go. I won't let homophobia go. I won't let racism go or sexism. I won't ignore the grooming and child abuse. I won't ignore the LGBTQ plus teenagers that have killed themselves because of hateful church policies. You have no clue who and how many I've lifted up by not letting it go. Mm. If you don't stand up to abuse, it just continues. I won't keep my head in the sand, period. Wow. And then I also said, by the way, by anti-Mormon, do you mean articles with facts and figures and historical accuracies? (laughs) Do you mean journals and records and first-hand accounts? Mm -hmm. So then my troll brother replies to my statement, I too stand for truth and righteousness. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am not ashamed of that. You know that pretty much all of your family is Mormon, right? By the way, this is confusing to me because you can't stand for God and for Satan at the same time. So you can't be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and also be a Mormon because that's a win for Satan. I thought they revoked that or whatever. I mean, I guess— Who can keep up? Who can keep up? Mm -hmm. You do understand that every time you attack the LDS Church, you are attacking your family members that belong to it, Right. Yeah, that's actually That's wrong. okay. Yeah, they I'm need not to know. telling them. You're not attacking no, them. You're educating them. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. What did you expect to happen? Did you think that we would all just join you and denounce our faith and start piling on? Hopefully. <clears throat> That'd be nice. <laughs> One of these days. Contrary to what you think, we are not homophobic. That's really? bullshit. Because, you mean, well, maybe he personally or the church? Uh, either one <laughs> either is one. an incorrect <laughs> statement because he has said some very homophobic, hurtful shit uh-huh, in the past. Uh-huh. We are not racist. Hmm. Also not true. Okay. We are not sexist. Also not true. What? What's he smoking? We don't groom or abuse children. Okay, yeah, he does not. He personally does does not. Our heads are not in the sand. Not Um, true. Right. Then he says, I don't know why I decided to finally chime in after over five years of just ignoring it. That's curious to me, too, because this is the first time I've really gone after the church's money. Mm. This is when he chooses to chime in. I mean, is he getting a cut of that? I don't uh, know. Like, seriously, that's what upsetting (laughs) to you is when I bust them on their money? Like, really? Wow. Anyway. Uh, I should have just left it alone. Don't worry, I won't do it again. I hate that passive-aggressive shit. Yeah, it's dumb. You are free to live your life however you please. Oh, thanks for the permission. thanks, bro. Mm -hmm. He also told me I was free to get tattoos if I want, but blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, you already did it, so thanks for the permission. Yeah, and here's the part that bothered me (laughs) that, that I stopped laughing at, you know? Okay. If you want to hate the church and your family, be my guest. It's a free country. Wow. This whole victim-y, like, I've never once said I hate my family. I've never once said I hate the people in the church, except for maybe the the top 12. That is really passive-aggressive. For him to assume that because I have a problem with child abuse Mm -hmm. and stockpiling of money and cheating and fraud and grooming, why does that then translate into I hate my family? Well, okay, he learned his communication style from your dad. Mm-hmm. who, when you bring up anything from your childhood that was traumatic to you, he'll say, oh, yeah, you had such a terrible childhood. Oh, this brother That's, of mine, yeah. he does not know how to be vulnerable. He doesn't talk about right. anything. He's just the most surface person you mm-hmm. will ever meet, which is sad, because I don't even know the guy at this point. You don't open yourself up. Mm-hmm. You don't have conversations. When I say I am gay, you're like, that's a lot for me to take in, and then you never bring it up. If you want to stop a conversation that someone's trying to have with you and you feel vulnerable, then throw some passive-aggressive bullshit in there. Yeah, like you hate your family. Yeah, and it's a a conversation ender. Yeah. So if that's how you want to communicate, uh, that's not how I choose to communicate. It's not communication. No. No. Uh, But that's what you do. You throw some passive-aggressive crap in there to derail the conversation. For sure. Pretty much every time. Every time. Does Mm -hmm. not address the issue that's being discussed. Yeah. But then he follows it up with something that I've never heard before, and I'm like, wow, we should make this a saying. Um, He says, (laughs) it's a free country. Oh, wow. I've (laughs) never heard that before. I know. Then he goes, that's it. Feel free to continue posting whatever you would like. Okay, thanks. I'm done commenting on your future posts. It's not worth all the negative comments. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Why would you wish me that? I hate you. (laughs) Right. I hate you, and I hate the whole family. (laughs) Anyway, I replied with, I don't hate my family, and you may not be a part of the abuse I mentioned, but your church is. The facts are there if you ever want to see it, but I'm sure you don't want to disrupt your life, and that's fine. Free country, right? 
I'll continue to expose the abuse and stand up for those who have been and are being abused. That's something I can't morally stop doing. I know too much at this point, and I've met far too many people who have been damaged and destroyed by the church. I won't turn my backs on them. I love my family, and that has not changed and never will. By the way, you may want to read Mormon chapter 8. Yes, I still know my scriptures. <laughs> anyway, Mormon chapter 8 talks about how the church leaders love um, their money more than the, the poor and needy. Wow. So that is the troll that I'm Applicable. roasting. Because yeah. this accusation that I hate my family, that, that hurt me. I, I bet. Because it's still my family. Even though I hate the institution that they are so wrapped up in and brainwashed yeah. by, I don't hate my family. You know, probably deep down, he doesn't actually think you hate your family. Um, he was just throwing something out that he knew would be hurtful. Yeah. And he knew would derail the conversation. Because, hurtful conversation yep. ender. Yep. Passive-aggressive statements. Zero emotional are. maturity. Zero. Yeah. No real connection there. None. Mm-hmm. So. That's really unfortunate. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, I'm you're sorry a troll. that happened um, to you. Because up until— n- now, there hasn't really been much conversation between me and my family about church topics. They tend to not say anything about it. Mm-hmm. I would love if they could have an actual conversation, but they refuse to. You know, we're getting more to the point of, like, people are getting older. I have an uncle who's very, very sick right now who will probably die soon. There's going to be funerals. There's going to be weddings of my nieces and nephews. Like, Yeah. Yeah, you won't be able to go to those. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I mean— Receptions, I guess. Uh, oh, those will be but, fantastic. I mean, I'm eating all the food. If I can't go in the temple, <laughs> you better salad. believe I mean all the free food. <laughs> and alcohol? Nope. Not going to no, happen. Not I'll happening. I'll sneak some in. Mm-hmm. I just wish that Mormons could have a little bit of clarity when it comes to the church. Just, like, have a realistic view. Like, you know, I don't like that the church hoards money either. Maybe they could have a view like that. It's like, I wish they didn't hoard money. But this is my entire culture. It's what's familiar to me. It's what feels comfortable. I was raised in it. I don't want to leave. But maybe they could do something about the money expenditures. If, if people got together and raised a stink about the tithing, yeah, and you're people right. banded I, together. I think that's what is the most frustrating to me is that my family won't have a conversation. Yeah. Everything is defended mm-hmm. um, or just ignored, you know? So if I were to make a post about, I want to stand up against how the Catholic priests abuse boys. Oh, they'd be the first to My jump on the bandwagon. My family would be like, yes, where can I donate? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. But if I say, if I post these Mormon bishops who abuse boys, mm-hmm. I'm hating my family. Right. I'm standing up for abuse. I'm standing up for so many things, but the mm-hmm. fact that they don't want to hear that it's their church doing it, mm-hmm. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them as my family. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. Open your fucking eyes. Yeah. We are preaching to the choir. That's true. We have so much more to get to, but shall we take a we'll little take a break? break. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will do that and be right back. We are supported by apostate coffee, a damn good cup of joe. I would like to bear my testimony that you will love this blend with every fiber of your being. Uh, you mean bean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the Les Bean medium dark variety roasted in small batches to ensure freshness, zero bitterness, and balanced acidity. With the sacred, not secret combo of caramel and cocoa, very fancy. Mm-hmm. This coffee will nourish and strengthen your body. Nice. So stop drinking subpar coffee. Give the Lesbian Blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. That's apostatecoffee.com. And we're back. I'm thinking foom pod time. What do you think? Oh, it's foom pod time. It's been a while. Is it that time for the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day? Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. So this is not actually a traditional foom pod as far as Latter-day Lesbian podcast goes. But because we're talking a seasonal roundup. All right. This kind of hit me during the holidays. And it made me laugh slash gasp slash laugh again and roll my eyes. So wait a minute. What? You're saying it's not traditional. Are you saying it's not a Mormon expression? (laughs) No. I mean, yes, no, but it's not a traditional Mormon expression. I'm just pointing out something that's very Mormon. Just go with me on this. Okay. Okay. And listeners, go with me on this. It'll make (laughs) sense by the time I wrap the whole fucking thing up. All right. What's the foom pod, Shelly? The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today (laughs) is pass along the cider and the pumpkin pie. Well, you're giving it away. <laughs> that sounds like sleigh ride. Yes. You're singing. Uh-huh. Pass along the cider and the 
Wait a minute. Is this uh, does this follow? Um, there's a happy, <laughs> happy feeling nothing in this world can buy when they pass along the cider and the pumpkin. Is that how you grew up singing no. it? What is? What's the actual? <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's what? coffee. It's a prostate coffee. <laughs> <laughs> So this, oh I, this finally dawned on me this Christmas. I'm like, wait a second. It's coffee? You didn't know? I, no. I grew up singing when you pass along the cider. You did? And the pumpkin pie. Yes. So Raise your hand, <laughs> listeners, if that's what you thought that song said. Um, so I did a little research, and yeah, it oh is actually God. coffee and yeah, pumpkin pie. Yeah, of course pie. it's coffee. I heard that all Christmas on like the normal, secular, non-Mormon uh-huh. Christmas station. By the way, when I lived in Utah, <laughs> the Christmas station was like a Mormon Christmas station. So you would hear, once again, the cider and the pumpkin pie. So Cider and the pumpkin. Do those even go together? No. <laughs> but Mormons aren't going to sing a song that has coffee I don't know. in it. Maybe they're both spiced, so why not? How can you be that petty <laughs> that you will take a perfectly good, traditional, like original— And think that no one's going to notice? —Christmas song. Yeah, like, why are you going to fuck up a good Christmas song? Because you can't sing about out. coffee. It's just so stupid to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we have a clip, right, of Motab singing it. Wait, I'll uh, put this in. Should we play the original with coffee, like the way it's supposed to be, and then show how Motab just murders it with <laughs> cider? Sure. I will find two clips back to back, and we will slug them in this section. Okay. Kind of like a slug of coffee <laughs> <laughs> or cider, <laughs> whatever your poison. There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy When they pass around the coffee and the coffee and the coffee Coffee, coffee, coffee and the pumpkin pie So that's the Foom Pod. It's not like a normal Foom Pod, but when it dawned (laughs) on me, I'm like, oh my God, those fucking Mormons. Seriously, what's with their hatred for coffee? And you sure as hell can't say the word when you're singing. You can't even say the word. You well, can't not unless sing you're it. talking about it being bad. <laughs> and the Motab is not going to say coffee when they sing because they're God's choir. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else have, write in if you can think of a song that Mormons have just butchered? Fucked up. They yeah. butchered to make it more Mormon y, um, to leave out some kind of sinful word. Hmm. Or to somehow make it their own. Who knows? That's right. That's funny. I wonder how many people knew it was coffee but sang cider. How many people— I never knew it was coffee. Okay, so how many people had no idea it was supposed to be coffee? Me. And how many people—raise your hand if uh, I'm raising my hand—had no idea that cider was the substitute? That's really dumb. (laughs) Okay, well, that's special. Let's see what Sister Fanny Fact Check has to say. All right, let's check that out. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Sister Mary and Sister Shelley asked about the song Sleigh Ride as sung by the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, which has never been called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, so stop thinking those filthy, filthy words. In their recording of Sleigh Ride, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, which has never been called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, unironically replaces the caffeinated swear word coffee with the alcoholic swear word cider. I just have to bear my testimony of stupid. There is such a sweet and long and precious history of Mormons being so offended by anything not Mormon that they simply appropriate whatever of it they do like and then they change it to comply with their inspired worldview, which is the patriarchal, all-white, Utah-American received consumerism of 1958, or the nighttime doodles of Russell M. Nelson, which are identical. One of the most egregiously offensive and, I mean, Spiritually inspired, uplifting examples of this is the way the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, which was never called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, has treated other religions' music. And of course, I'm talking about Ave Maria. This song is a beautiful prayer of devotion for the Mother of Jesus, which is evil because Mormons know that Mary is not to be mentioned except at Christmas time, and only as a passive, powerless, blissed-out part of the nativity set decorations, and she should never, ever, ever be spoken to or directly acknowledged. 
if you talk about Mary, you could slip and talk to Mary, and then you would accidentally be Catholic, which is worse than watching rated R movies. The Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, not ever called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, has recorded Ave Maria at least seven times, but they would never be Catholic. So they still call the song Ave Maria, but they never let those filthy, filthy words come out of Latter-day Saint lips. They use the music for Ave Maria, but they replace the words of the wicked prayer to Mary with the inspired translation called Heavenly Father when the music is by Schubert and Father in Heaven when the music is by Bach and Gounod. Here is where my ferocious but humble fact-checking chops come in. I happen to know that the original wicked Catholic words to Ave Maria are in Latin, and that's Catholic, so I would never speak Latin. But my ministering minister companion, Sister Hermona Concha, is a Lamanite from Latin America. So I had her come and help me, and opening with prayer and having some brownies to nourish and strengthen our bodies— we undertook to listen to all the versions of Ave Maria, and now I will turn the time over to Sister Hermana Concha, who will read the words we heard. Holler in heaven, haze on thy children, kneeling before thee, blessed be thy name. Forgive our threatening mercy emporium, at the foam adoring bit the sea. Father in heaven, holler in heaven, be a haughty, hear us depressing, a throttling long John de Mayman. Amen. Thank you once again, Sister Fanny, for all those facts that mm-hmm. you keep on checking for us. Keep on checking. Appreciate that so much. What is next? I want to talk about the Christmas letter. Christmas letter. First of all, I did. People have been asking. I did receive a Christmas letter from my dad. All right. And that sneaky guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean. He's figuring it he's out. He's doing his best. And I'm, I'm really not making fun of him for this. I just think it's funny. His way of like trying to not announce the gayness or the divorce going on in his family right now, meaning me. Yeah, he's got another kid going through a divorce potentially. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But it's just not sunshine and roses right now. Right. I mean, I'm sunshine and roses, but in his perfect family world, it is not sunshine Well, and, and you can't write about the actual hardships. Like, did he write about your brother's potential surgery? Did he write about that? So. so it's always good news. Yeah, correct. And how braggy he is on all his grandchildren going to BYU and on missions and stuff. Yes. So you remember last year, listeners, oh, last year, there's a Christmas story episode where I read my parents' Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Mary is not mentioned at all. And it's actually right. kind of, you can read between the lines. He says, Shelly and Brent are still raising children in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. The implication, like, you're still, we together. still together. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that blew up huge, obviously, because I was pissed. And because I was, I had been with Mary for like a year at this point, almost. Mm-hmm. Where's so the love? We were living together. I Where's know. the love, Dad? They had met you. I know. Um, I know. So this year, to avoid the drama, he basically dropped the names of all of his in laws. Mm-hmm. So basically, Mary was not brought up, mm-hmm. um, but Brent was dropped completely. So I guess that's a fair exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sneaky move, Dad. I got to give you props. That yeah. was a sneaky, smart move. Well, it's PC. It is. Yeah. And he's trying to learn. As much as I would love for the letter to someday be, Shelly is so happy in her new life with her girlfriend, Mary. They have this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. I don't see that happening. No. And I can tell, though, that he listened and didn't want to make it look like I'm still married to Brent. Yeah. Got to give him props. Yeah. He did, however, say that I was producing Comcast. What? Yeah. He said I was producing Comcast materials or something, which I don't, <laughs> what does I, that don't mean? I don't know, but I don't work for Comcast, Dad. Um, and I don't know what that means. Have you been moonlighting with a cable company? No, or I would have more money. I think he was trying to write something about working for UC Places. Oh, the tour guide app, which sounds just like Comcast. <laughs> maybe he was getting podcast confused because he sure as hell is not going to write about the podcast. sounds like Comcast. Oh, maybe that was his attempt. 
to sort of like, you know, shout out to Shelly's podcast. Or maybe he doesn't understand what podcasts are. I'm thinking that's what it is. (laughs) So it sounds like Comcast. (laughs) You know, that's what came to mind. Yeah. Comcast. (laughs) So overall, Christmas letter success. Thank you, Dad, for doing your very best to try to make everything okay for everyone. And Comcast, if you're listening, maybe you need to give Shelly a job. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can sponsor us. Oh, weird. Sponsored by Comcast, oddly. Well, I work for them, clearly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) Okay, speaking of Christmas letter, we sent out over 200-something of our Christmas letters to our listeners, and that was so fun to see people post pictures of them with their Christmas letter and the card and everything that we sent. Mm -hmm. But what we've decided to do, those of you who are listening who are like, shit, I want a Christmas letter, we are going to open up a $3 tier on Patreon. So, if you would like us to send you an online version yeah, of the letter. Yeah, that snail mail ship has sailed, everybody. It has sailed. But yeah. if you would like an online version, mm-hmm. check out our Patreon page right now. It's, I'm going to say it, www.patreon.com slash Latter Day Lesbian. Latter Day Lesbian. Three year. Go to the $3 tour. Fucking A. <laughs> Do you want to back up a little bit? Nope. <laughs> okay, check out the $3 tier. Uh, should we say the rest of January and February? Sure. Do a month and a half special where for that time period, you can sign up at the $3 level and receive the $4 benefits, which yeah. includes the shout out on the show and yep. the Christmas letter that will be emailed to you, along with a little charming picture of Eddie and Domino in um Elf and Santa sort of reindeer outfits. They're so cute. Yeah, it's real cute. They're so cute. Speaking of Patreon, sorry, I just thought of this. We are getting very close to reaching our next goal of 225 patrons, which will be me forcing Mary to watch the lovely old Mormon film strip called Build You a Rainbow. (laughs) It's horrible and triggery and horrible. I'm going to say horrible twice. Is it worse than um, Godly Sorrow? Yeah. Yes. Godly sorrow, blah, 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 blah. Are the LDL singers singing LDS songs? <laughs> That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. Anyway, we announced it a while ago. We haven't reached that yet. Do not be afraid. I know that the video is traumatic, but keep in mind that this video was made to traumatize you. What we're showing is how <laughs> fucked up the manipulation is. Wow. Yeah. So it's supposed to make you feel horrible. That's what Mormon movies are. Mormons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this is one of the worst. Wow. Uh, Anyway, so tell your friends, join us on Patreon. We're close to our goal, and then I will make Mary watch it, and you can see her gasp and shake her head. Should you, like, tie me up to a chair so I don't have a choice? Yes. (laughs) Water torture? Yes, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, the things I do for you. Okay, where are we now on your I list? Know. I know it seems like we're just going through a list because that's what we're doing. We're, <laughs> we're going, going through, through a, a list. list. But mm-hmm. I just was jotting down shit, like all the stuff that I wanted to share with our listeners for that month, six weeks, whatever that we were off. I know, so much happened. I know, because Christmas happened. <laughs> that um, hundred billion thing happened. It yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Miracles happened. It did. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Eve. Christmas right. Eve. Mary, what happened on Christmas Eve? We went over to Brent's and the kids' house, and we had um, dinner with them. No, we made mm-hmm. the dinner, Mary. Oh, right. We did make the dinner. We made the dinner. <laughs> we brought dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. Mary had her first go at helping prepare the funeral potatoes. Yeah, I'd never even had those before. What'd you think? Um, they're real rich and creamy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good, right? Yeah, it's not something you want to eat every day. No. No, yeah, no, no. Super caloric. How much yeah. butter and sour oh, cream? Oh, God. Sticks and sticks and sticks. Tons of cheese. And I think yes. you put extra cheese in yeah. that wasn't called for an extra sour cream. Yep. You're just like, ah, this is almost done. Throw yeah, the rest of that finish in. finish off this carton. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun, though. Yeah. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. It, it made me grateful that I don't have a divorce relationship with Brent where it's his holiday and then my holiday, like rotating. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I have a few friends who divorced in the last year and this is like their first holiday season where they don't get to see their kids on Christmas because their ex has them. I know. And I know that's the typical way to do it, I think. Uh Um, And that just made me so grateful that that's not how 
it's happening with Brent. Splitting up holidays. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just like, yeah, come over. I said, I said, hey, cool if Mary and I come over Christmas Eve, we'll make dinner and, you know, the kids can open up their pajama gifts. He's like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It wasn't weird. It was very energetic in the kitchen. The kids were all gathered around. Everyone's laughing. Having I drank a, good a lot time. of wine, as I recall. Mary did drink a lot of wine because mm-hmm. there's a lot of noise going on at Brent's house because <laughs> there's a lot of children. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, this being her first year away from her kids over the holidays, she just like flew to California for the week because she was just going to be too yeah. sad sitting in her home without mm-hmm. her children. Yeah. So really, I'm so thankful for that. If and Philip got uh, deviled eggs. Oh my gosh, I did make deviled eggs for Philip, and he was so happy. Remember yeah. that he was upset that no yeah, one made them he, at Thanksgiving because it's right? his favorite. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to spit on everybody so that he would be able to eat them. <laughs> Yeah. That is true. That's mm-hmm. true. He didn't do that. He didn't. <laughs> um, but I do have a great Philipism from that night. Oh. I didn't actually hear him say it, but my oldest Lincoln did and then texted me the next day like, did you hear Philip say blah, blah, blah. So Cassidy, the six-year-old, was running around with reindeer antlers on. Right. And Philip told her, um, Cassidy, there is no Rudolph on this planet. He already passed away. Oh, wow. R.I.P. Rudolph. Well, she was Rudolph. carrying around like a poker chip, a red poker chip. Oh, and holding it to her holding nose. Holding it to her That's nose. That's right. To what complete a, the costume. Oh, what are they playing poker over there? What's Likely. going on? Likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to be dealt into that. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Then Christmas morning was the next morning. Mary was, um, she slept in. I slept in, I drank extra her. coffee. Yeah, I had to be over to Brent's at like 745. Yeah, it was not all about that. Yeah, and then it was great to just sit there and watch kids open all the gifts. And again, I thought, wow, I would hate to have to miss this. Mm -hmm. And I also thought I would be so sad for Brent if he had to miss this because he adores those kids, you know? Yeah. I think that I would feel selfish and bad if I had all the kids over at our place and all of the presents and did all that excitement without him. I would feel bad. You know, every divorce is different, and a lot of divorces can't have this happen for whatever circumstances. But again, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for that. Yeah, so after that, we uh, jumped in the car and headed to, well, I was going to say Norfolk. That's where my mom lives. But it was just over the border of Suffolk. So my sister lives, sister and her husband live in North Carolina. Last minute decision. Yeah, just got in the car, decided to go. And nobody on the road. That was fantastic. So we get there. And my mother's always saying something strange. For some reason, (laughs) the subject of female bosses was brought up. Mm -hmm. And my mother said, women make terrible bosses. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Yeah, she had one female boss in her life, and it didn't go well. So she made the decision that all women are terrible bosses. Not only is she putting her entire gender down, but I was a manager. Yeah, she's putting you down. <laughs> I know. I know. She's putting me down, too. And can you imagine, I want to flip it for a second. Yeah. If a guy had a bad experience with his male boss, let's say he says, you know what? All men make terrible bosses. Can you imagine that happening? That's not going to no. happen. No. No guy is going to make a blanket not. statement about all men nope. because they had one bad experience. Mm-mm. So I just don't understand why she would say that. But whatever. So and that kicked off. The fun holiday conversation. Mm -hmm. And the wine started pouring. (laughs) Yeah, always. That's necessary at those gatherings. And then my sister decided to bring up my nephew's (laughs) circumcision. (laughs) And and this nephew is not an infant. This nephew is 25 25 years old. (laughs) I don't know how the conversation started, but it was hilarious. I don't know. What happened? I don't know who started it, but suddenly your sister's like, yeah, my son is upset that I had him circumcised because he thinks he should have been allowed to choose. He would have rather had the choice. Yeah, and yeah. I agreed with that. But then <laughs> it just started just being discussed, and I'm thinking, here he is sitting there, and we're, like, talking about his foreskin. And it just— it- <laughs> Pass the calamari, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a weird conversation. Such a funny group. Sure. I loved it. I loved it. because <laughs> Don't you talk about circumcision at your family holiday dinners? I have never <laughs> talked about circumcision with any of my family members. <laughs> Um, for sure not at Christmas time. And definitely and we wouldn't do it while the person's sitting there. <laughs> and of course, because it's like a pseudo-Christian family, we had to talk about circumcision tradition in the Bible. Because, you know, why not bring the uh, Bible into it? Well, it was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Okay, should we take one last break and Let's then break. wrap this up with some patrons and stuff? Oh, we've got some patrons. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have got some patrons. All right, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
We are supported by BetterHelp.com. We have mental health professionals periodically on our show, and we wanted to find an affordable online therapy option for our listeners. I think BetterHelp is it. Yep. They will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can always change counselors if you want. You can send messages to your counselor and receive timely responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than just normal counseling, and financial aid is available. And through this exclusive offer, LDLers get 10% off their first month. Visit betterhelp.com slash LDL. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LDL for 10% off your first month. Start living a happier life today. We are back. Yep. We're about to read patrons, but first, I just wanted to tell everyone over this break, I was working my ass off on the UC Places app creating tours, and this spring there will be some amazing tours in the Boston Philadelphia, and New York City areas. Wow. So be ready. Look for those. UC Places, the letter U, the letter C, Places. Download the app now. We've been really making some improvements. That sounds great. Mm, thanks. I would say I would go download it, but I have already downloaded the oh, app. Well, there you go. Because I love you. Oh, Anyone else out there love me? Want to download <laughs> the app? Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Patrons. Patrons. We... Had an amazing six weeks off as far as patrons go. Yeah. I think people were worried that I would think that they don't like me. I don't know why <laughs> they would think that. Or maybe they wanted coffee. Oh, shit. That could yeah. have been. Yeah, we or had Christmas some... letters. We okay. had some people sign we up. Because they wanted to get Christmas letters shit, before the holidays. It. it was worth it. For sure. So new patrons. And we are still a little backlogged on our patrons. We're going to keep reading them. I'm, I'm sure we'll catch up because I'm not doing only five you're not hoarding I'm your not patron hoarding. names, kind of like the Mormon church is hoarding money? We were almost to 100 billion patrons. <laughs> wow, we could retire. Oh, God. If we had 100 billion <laughs> patrons paying $1 a month. Wow. Think of how much we could stockpile. We could end <laughs> hunger. <laughs> or we could sit on it and do nothing and tell people to fast and pray for shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, patrons. Number one, Melanie G. Oh, Melanie G. Like as in the original G. Like uh-huh. the OG. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Followed by Eric G. There's an Eric G too? Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe he's the original G. I wonder if they're sure. related. Mm-hmm. Melanie and Eric G's, if you're related, cool. I don't think you are, but whatevs. G whiz. Can we move on to yep. another one? To Stu. Stu. Stu L. I wonder if that's Stuart. Stu. I don't hear a lot of Stu's. It's probably short for Stuart. <laughs> That's my guess. You're probably right. <laughs> Kristen C. See you soon. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I will or not, but Kristen C. <laughs> thank you. Next, Rebecca N. And I wrote her whole name out here because it's a really cool ass name. But, but you can't say it. I know. <sighs> Rebecca N. And there's two Z's in there. You know who you are. It's a cool ass name. <laughs> and I want to know where that name is from. What kind of name it is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. N with Z's. Now I'm, now I'm intrigued. And two vowels. Oh. One of them's a U, one of them's an O, but I'm not oh, going to tell you okay. in which order. Can, okay. Yep. Okay. Next, Julie G. <laughs> oh, shit. Another G. Another, another G? OG. Maybe she's the original gangster. She might be. Melanie, Eric, and Julie, we need you three to arm wrestle to decide who the original gangster is. Okay. Final patron, Eve. Eve. Just Eve. Eve, having been good and faithful, desire. Oh, God. Oh, yep. Temple videos. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. By when am way, I going to have to watch a temple video? Oh, we're going to make you. We're going to make you watch it. <laughs> Thank you to um, new name Noah. We'll get you sitting in front and watching one. But uh, as far as Eve goes, I was just going to say people need to make sure that on New Year's they kiss a woman, not a man, because it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Well, it's also New Year's Eve. Oh fuck! Maybe that was the joke. <laughs> Leave that God in, damn Dan. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stand up is not my forte. Uh-huh. I can attest to that. Wait, was that all the patrons? That's the patrons. Oh, I well, did seven. Oh, you did seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little compromise between yeah, five, between and, five 10. and ten. Ten was making me nervous, so um, I went to seven. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep a few in the bank. I got to hoard a little bit. <laughs> you know, you can take the girl out of the Mormon church, uh, but it's hard to take the Mormon out of the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I want to ask one, one more thing. Oh, I thought we were just going to say thank you all to our new patrons. We are. Thank you all to our new patrons. As a reminder, if you would like to sign up and support us, we really hope you do. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian. Check us out. 
we've got some big goals this year. So let's uh, let's do this. All right. So next week we have a fun surprise. Mm. We conducted an interview with Kate Kelly. Yeah, she's doing some amazing work, and she sure is. She's queer. Oh, cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> uh, Are we allowed it, to just uh, have that spoiler? Yeah. Yeah? Are you yeah. allowed to say that? Uh-huh. Okay. Because I right. said it. Yeah, you sure did. So that episode will be out on the 18th, right? Mm, yes. Yes. January 18th in the evening, or if you are one of our Sunday listeners, mm-hmm. the morning of the 19th, get up. Have your cup of apostate coffee. There you go. And just dive right into that podcast. By the way, um, re-listening to that episode, it's amazing. But also, Kate says the Mormon church inculcated us. What's inculcated? Inculcated. Wow, that's like a three-syllable word. Inculcated. Well, it's four. Inculcate, I Inculcated. What does that mean? Um, That's a big word. Kate, hats (laughs) off to your big words, baby. Indoctrinated? I don't know what it means. Let me ask Siri. Hold on. Everyone pay attention. Okay. Siri, what does inculcated mean? Inculcate means instill an attitude, idea, or habit by persistent instruction. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Kate, for your giant vocabulary. She's a smarty And thank you, Siri, for helping us know what she's saying. Yeah, Kate's a smart one. I like her. That was an enjoyable And she has a podcast coming out, too, and we are going to talk all about all that stuff. And she's queer. Yep, you said that. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's exciting to me. Sure did. So that was your big takeaway from her. Okay. No. She also does a lot of work with the Equal Rights Amendment. She sure does. We're going to talk about that a lot. she and her partner are working with a new church. Oh, that's right. I think they started, like a spirituality space. Up in New York. That they started in in New York City area. So that's cool, too. Mm -hmm. All right. All that to come next week. Wait a second. This entire episode, which I know is running long, you have not once said you're starting to think it's all fake. Well, you just did. You just did right now. <laughs> you said it for me. Okay. Get your shit <laughs> together, Shelley Mary dear. Should say it in 2020? No, nope, that's your line because I know it's all fake. You're just starting to think it's okay. all fake. All right. Thanks mm-hmm. for clearing that up for the audience. You're we welcome. appreciate that. I would like to thank Dan from Extension Audio once again. Thank you. Leave it in, Dan. That's going to do it for us for this week. Remember, steer your pet spader neuter of no. cults because they are no <laughs> joke. No joke at all. Talk to y'all later. Bye bye. <laughs>